Good afternoon and welcome to the very first episode of SJHL Weekly. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, the new media manager for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Thanks so much for joining us. And I have the privilege to be joined by one of my co-hosts, the voice of the Notre Dame Hounds. That is Jamie Nugebauer. Jamie, thanks so much for coming back and reigniting this show with me. It's so exciting to have SJHL Hockey coming back. Yes, we are very spoiled to be here at the Cooperators today. Big shout out to the Regina Exhibition Association and the Cooperators Center for having us here today while we get our studio all uh, renovated and ready for the show. Now, we do also have to mention, too, we are missing one of our co-hosts, Rory McGoran. He is not here, unfortunately. He gets some nice R&R before the season starts. But good news is he will be back for next week so it's very exciting very exciting to have the gang back together yeah, sorry about that. no that's okay oh fair enough we do miss you and we're gonna have a lot of fun this year with the SJHL weekly um, but let's get into the show topics and let's start chatting for the show and the first thing I want to bring up with you because you were there for the entire week and a half, and that is the Centennial Cup. When you look back, as we put a bow on last year, Jamie, and the Centennial Cup, what what do you think about when you think about that historic event for the community of Estevan? Well, the first thing I think about is off the ice. When I think about the way that it was put together right. and organized. Obviously, Hockey Canada always does such a great job organizing events. You know, they don't spare any expense. It's organized really well, the 10-team format. Looking forward to talking to Commissioner uh, Kyle McIntyre about the 10-team format, the Centennial Cup. But the SFM Bruins and the Flint Flon Bombers, you know, very competitive. And uh, I had, it was a great time to be there as well. Myself and Nolan Cole got a chance to call a lot of it. So, you know, all, all around, it was an incredible time. And it was the first time in about 10 years that the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League played host to the Centennial Cup, a historic event. And like you mentioned, the first time that, you know, a league champion from every team was there. What did you think of the new format? Yeah, I really liked it. I like yeah. to see all the teams. I, you know, it does allow for a, more, a blowout or two more. I think maybe the Brooks Bandits were going to blow anybody <laughs> anyways, just between you and me and uh, <laughs> out there. But that being said, you know, you get a chance to see, you know, this guy or that guy from, from Sioux Thunderbirds. Maybe right. He's going to be in the NHL one day. There was a couple of really young kids on the Sioux who were going to be great players even when the team didn't have success, for example. So you can see how your teams all stack up. So, yeah, the SJHL stacks up against the, the Northern Ontario League right. or the OJHL and, and, you know, learn, grow. And, and uh, you know, it was just also a blast to, to see people from across Canada. So I, I really enjoyed it. Well, I just think the fact that, you know, the community of Estevan got to play host to the Centennial Cup. I mean, it's a world-class facility down in Estevan at Affinity Place. Throughout my travels, just seeing all the Junior A hockey rinks across Western Canada, it's hard to argue it's not one of or the best facility. And the community of Estevan really showed out for that event. And hopefully, fingers crossed, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League gets to play host to the Centennial Cup uh, here soon once again. Now, obviously, this is the first episode of SJHL Weekly. The preseason has come and gone. Uh, plenty of action during the preseason. Quickly, before we get into uh, our first real segment of the show, what stuck out for you, Jamie, from the preseason? Because I know you were busy. You watched a bunch of hockey games. What stuck out for you? Well, the first thing is that I feel like a lot of the organizations in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League were very brave. Right. And what I mean by that is Let's go out like LaRange did and take on Fort McMurray and Battleford's taking right. on Bonnieville and Lloyd right. and Melville coming in getting Dauphin and, and Swan Valley. So they got an opportunity to, to, to make their players a little uncomfortable, mm -hmm. get them to come in, maybe go out somewhere else, have a little fun, see a different jersey. Uh, so the, there was that element. And again, the skill level from the SJHL continues to grow. Teams keep giving young guys opportunity and it was, it was a blast as well. And I think it's a good measuring stick when you get to see, you know, teams from the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League going up against teams from the Alberta Junior Hockey League and, of course, as well, the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. And it makes the preseason kind of exciting for, for you know, Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League teams and the fans because you get to see different teams. Exactly. And, you know, for example, Battleford, 
Exactly. No. Sometimes they're closer to those teams in Saskatchewan than other SJHL teams. Uh, but other, otherwise, again, the brave element was a big part of it. And, you know, some teams were busier than others. Every, every organization is different. They're going to have to do different things for, for their organization. But uh, overall, you know, it was a lot of fun and, and a great tune-up to whet the appetite for the regular season. And, of course, the regular season begins this Friday. We will get to that, obviously, at the end of the show. Preseason has come and gone, but we are going to take a look now at every team in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. You know, Jamie has been dubbed the Elliot Friedman of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League by our commissioner, Kyle McIntyre, who we will hear from later on in the show. But we would like to hear your expertise of players you want to pay attention to that fans maybe should be paying attention to this season in the SJHL. So we are going to run through all 12 teams, and Jamie is going to give his uh, player to watch for each team. So first and foremost, let's start with the Weyburn Red Wings. Obviously a tough year last year, but there are some positives. Who's one player you'd like to pay attention to? Uh, you know, I'm going to go right to the top here, and it's Ty Mason, yeah. 2005 birth year. The youngest kid to be a regular in the SJHL last year. He spent some time in the Peg Ice Camp. You think about a young, skilled player, you think, oh, maybe he'll be a little timid, maybe he'll back off. That's not Ty. He's tough. Dad, <laughs> Willie, was a tough, tough customer in the SJ as well for the rival at the Van Bruins. But uh, Ty, I love the way he plays. He goes hard, goes straight to the net, never intimidated. So, you know, very, very good to see. And any second-generation SJHLer, the last thing I'll say about Ty is, got a lot, a couple more games in the in the right in the uh, in the off season, I should say, at the Indigenous National Championship right. for Team Saskatchewan in Nova Scotia. So, a couple more games of development. Plus the development at the, at the the Winnipeg Ice Camp, so great for Ty. And a lot of great pieces in Weyburn this season. One player I'd like to quickly mention is just Matthew Goche. Congratulations to Matthew Goche, because not only is he a great hockey player, he's also an outstanding lacrosse player. He got selected ninth overall in the National Lacrosse League uh, draft recently. So congratulations to Matthew. Now in Nipwin, it was a it was a tough year for the Nipwin Hawks last year, uh, a year of change. But who really stands out for you that might make a significant jump this year? Yeah, a real transition and a yeah. Take advantage of playing for in a Tad Cozen system as opposed to a Doug Johnson. Obviously, Doug Johnson off to OCN in the Manitoba Junior League now uh, is Carson Dobson, and you know he was a captain in Battleford's AAA, high energy guy. He had 24 points on a Nipawin team last year. Got a lot, a lot of trouble scoring. Um, so I really expect him to break out in a slightly more offensively geared system under Tad Cozen. Uh, he's also from nearby Dodgeville. And one thing about me, if you can pay attention to the show, I love when local boys to their to their uh, centers, get an opportunity, mm -hmm. and Carson is one of those guys. And the interesting thing is with Tad Cozen taking over for the Nipwin Hawks is the fact when, when Tad Cozen was in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, he was a highly offensive, explosive player. And you have to think, his first year, that's going to be kind of the style of hockey that they're going to ho hopefully play this year. Yeah. You know, as well, they, they have a couple pieces back, a decent core coming yeah. back in Nipawin, too. And that community, that fan base is unbelievable. Love, love that. The fan base in Nipawin, they deserve a great team and a great product. Now let's go to Melville, where there's some really good pieces there. And one player, I know you and I have been talking mm. about him quite a bit pre-show, pre uh, and that's Noah Wills. And he is poised to have a, an outstanding year. Yeah, he's going to be a problem for every team in this league. Yes. You know, he had uh, 23 goals, 50 points last year as, you know, really a rookie. Yeah. Uh, not Never going to be a power forward guy, but he never gets hit because he's always <laughs> thinking he's so slick. Uh, and he's got a bullet, bullet of a shot and a quick release, a very deceptive release. I actually saw him yesterday score a beautiful goal. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of trust from Mike Rooney. Also to play shorthanded, Melville's going to be dangerous on the penalty kill to score some shorthanded goals. And another thing I will say about Noah Wills is 98% average in high school. So <laughs> at D1 schools, what are you waiting for? Yeah, no kidding. 98% <laughs> and he's a pure sniper, top five point getter in the league for me this year. And the thing is with Noah Wills too, it's yeah. last year when you think about the Melville Millionaires and you know they finished 10th place in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, you mentioned he was almost a point per game and that's the most points a player has had for the Melville Millionaires since Ian McNulty in 2012-2013. Yeah. It's 
pretty incredible. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a really exciting year yeah. for Melville. And he's got weapons to play with. Nicolas yes. Samson and Zach Kane is back healthy. And, you know, they added a couple more pieces here and there. And those are the big three kind of for Melville. So he's not certainly doing it alone. And high expectations of Melville this year, man. And another team that just missed out on the playoffs was the Kindersley Clippers. Who's someone that you th you're po think is poised yeah. to have a good year this year for them? Yeah, everybody talks about the big points guys, the flashy player. I, That's I, I love the steady Eddie Demon. Let's yeah. be honest. I love I love a Demon that gets the puck up the ice and is just a beast in his own zone. He punishes, and that's Josh Morton. I think one of the real underrated players in the SJHL. Maybe the best defensive defenseman in the SJHL coming into this season. One of them, anyways. At six three, two hundred pounds. Any highlight you see of Josh Morton, he's just leaving a mark on the guy he is hitting. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of continuity on that decor in Kindersley. I think Ken Plaquin did a good job of stocking that shelf, that, those shelves. Again, Josh Morton, not a flashy guy, but he's going to get more opportunity with uh, more opportunity with special teams. And you see him blowing up guys uh, there on, in the highlight reels there. So, you know, I love a steady Eddie, and that's Josh Morton. And if you want to look at point production, and I think for the for the Kindersley yeah. Clippers, Tylen Hilbig's set to yeah. probably have. He was their leading scorer last year for the Kindersley Clippers, and it looks like he's ready to take that next step. And I'm sure the Clippers expect him to take mm -hmm. that next step, especially as a local hockey player. Like you mentioned Great earlier, point. what you what you like to see out of these teams, a local product performing for his local team. Now, speaking of next team, let's go to the team that you are the most familiar with, and that is uh, the Notre Dame Hounds, a team that uh, looks like has a great back end, like you mentioned, and you love your defensemen, so another defenseman to keep your eye out for. Yeah, well, there's, again, I could have gone a long list, obviously, paying such close attention to, yeah. the, to the Hounds. <laughs> and I should also say this list is not necessarily, you know, the most important player or da-da-da-da. It's a guy that I uh, am really yep. interested to watch. And one guy I'm really interested to watch is Will Dawson, the up forward up front out of Michigan because the, you know, the Hounds lost Kevin Anderson. They lost the Hounds again. They, they lost John O'Hoyne. You know, a lot of points out the door for Notre Dame. Will Dawson has not really ever been in that role where he is relied upon. He had eight goals after February 26th last year. He had 15 on the year, so you can see his production in a very short period of time. See that goal against Estevani really sniped it. So, you know, Will is a guy that gets lots of opportunity this year and really excited to see what he can do. Uh, in, a, in his second year in the league. And, and like you mentioned, he is going Dawson to have a great opportunity the, this yeah. year to really elevate his game and be higher up in the lineup, and he's going to get all those op, um, opportunities to produce this year mm. for the Notre Dame Hounds. Now let's go up north to the LaRange Ice Wolves, finishing seventh in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League last year. Um, tough loss to the Humboldt Broncos last year in the playoffs, but a very close series. But who's someone returning for them that you're keeping your eye out for? So I... Just a preamble, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when tr the trade deadline last year when Trevor Blevins, uh, the head coach and GM of the Melfort Mustangs, and Kevin Kaminsky for LaRange were, were making this deal because uh, Trevor Blevins did not want to give up Ty Evans right. in, in any way, shape, right. or form. And, and for Ty good reason, and Ty ended up Ty being LaRange's number one centerman. Really exploded offensively. Really excited to see what he's going to do in, in, in the second the year. Usually, Kevin Kaminsky doesn't give this type uh, of an opportunity to younger guys. Ty Evans last year really proved himself to Kevin Kaminsky and staff. So, you know, he's, he's going to be a top player, big time points. And uh, really excited to see what Ty Evans looks like uh, with, you know, when everybody's got the target on his back. And another player I'd like to actually just quickly mention for the LaRange Ice Wolves that I think could have a very good, good year for them is in between the pipes with Dawson mm. Smith, you know, having... Getting into as many games as he did last year uh, for the LaRange Ice Wolves with uh, the injury to Xavier Canyon, I think that's going to really help him moving yeah. into his 19-year-old year, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. It was an emergency type of situation. Yeah. LaRange was desperate for some goaltending help with Xavier Cannon, unable to stay healthy. So, you know, good for Dawson Smith and good for the Ice Wolves this year. Now let's go to Yorkton. And uh, an incre incredible season last year, finishing sixth in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey mm -hmm. League. But... Upsetting the Melfort Mustangs in the first round of the playoffs. A great playoff series. But then a very busy offseason for them because they had to fill some holes and they lost some players that I don't think they were expecting to lose. But who's someone yeah, you're keeping your eye on for Yorkton? Yeah, well, it's a two-headed monster for me for Yorkton. Right. I, I can't say, you know, Karsten Kruska without saying Clay Sleva. You have to say yeah. them both. 
Um, you know, I'm going to say Karsten Kruska just because he had such a great playoffs and was such a big part of upsetting the apple cart yeah. with Yorkton beating Melfort. He's a pure finisher. Sleva's the exciting speed demon, and Kruska just picks his spots and bangs the puck home. But it's a great combo for Yorkton, and, and so my guy is uh, Karsten Kruska. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting Kruska for Yorkton because we're going to see a lot of new players coming scores. in, and we'll see how... Um, and, uh, you know, they adjust to the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and we'll see, you know, their their forward no, group, I think, for the most part, is there's a lot of unknowns there. But we're the going to see relatively early on what, how they are in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, next up, the Flin Flon Bombers. You saw them lots last year, Jamie. Yeah. Um, between, you know, the regular season, the playoff run, an, an incredible playoff run for the Flin Flon Bombers. Yeah. The Centennial Cup, some heartbreaking losses for them, but now they're hoping... You know, with this core coming back, you know, they hope to make the, that last step for them. But they have some really good returning pieces. Yeah, that's a great point, Jeremy, that they played a lot more games than, than a lot of other a people A lot of did experience. And got yeah. the Centennial Cup experience. Yeah. And the one guy that stuck out in every shape, every opportunity was Jaden Mercier, Mercier for me. Yeah. I think one of the more dynamic. You think maybe Noah Wills, Jaden Mercier, 1A, 1B is the most dynamic individual talents offensively coming into the league this year. Uh, you know, he had two goals and six points at the Centennial Cup. Hard place to score goals, put up points. He was almost one for game in the playoffs as well this past between native. And, you know, he is electric. He is dynamic. You see him scoring goals at the Centennial Cup level. He's got that, and he brings it back to Flynn Flan that has an incredible decor. And Mike Reagan is thrilled about that. Cole Dubrow had a great. Uh, preseason uh, too so you know there's real some pieces in Flin Flon anybody who overlooks them is obviously in big trouble and the Whitney Forum you know as well as me is, yeah. is a real weapon yeah that's a really tough yeah. environment to go in and play in in the Saskatchewan Junior yeah. Hockey League whether it be the regular season or the playoffs it, it doesn't matter it's a tough place to play uh, next up the team that Flin Flon beat in the first round of the playoffs which was uh, a great another great series the playoffs last year sidebar unbelievable postseason in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, but with the battle for North Stars, you know, they, they finished fourth in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League last year. They were probably hoping, hoping for a further playoff uh, run, but a significant amount of players coming back for the battle for North Stars, and one player coming back, their hometown boy, recently named captain, Jake Southgate. Yeah, and I said many times last year, a sidebar again, that I felt the battle for North Stars were building for this year. Yep. More than last year. So right. The fact that they finished fourth the is, still, is so impressive. Uh, you know, Jake Southgate, local boy, great speed, speed that really fits what Brady Kamosko wants to do. Very well. He's got a of a shot. Clutch, clutch guy, too, and he's got lots of people around him. Steve Kessler and feels like he's been around forever. Holden Dole, Emmett Worst, kind of list goes on. You know, it, it's up to Lowen Kenyon and not there for Battleford, but there is not anybody in the SP Travis here and Jake Southgate's a big part of yeah, and I remember uh, talking to Brent Flamosco during our uh, preseason uh, interview uh, for our season previews on sjhl.ca, and he said he, he talked to all the returning players about who they wanted to potentially name as captain, and apparently everyone said Jake Southgate. So it's a very exciting to see a hometown boy be the captain of his hometown team in his final year of junior hockey. Now let's go to one of the division winners, the Melfort Mustangs. Uh, speaking of another team with a really exciting returning core, mm. The Melford Mustangs, and they have a lot of great 20-year-olds coming back, and that's one player you want to highlight uh, in between the pipes. Absolutely. It would have been so ben easy for me to just say Ben Tkachuk. So I think he's going to dominate you know, every Short second he's on the ice in all three zones for Melford this year. But there's a lot of good forwards on Melford. A lot of good demon on Melford. What do you need? You need goaltending. And Joel Favreau, you know, whenever he's been healthy for about Melford, has been excellent. Health was a bit of an issue last year, but not many teams in this league, Jeremy, are sure of their goaltending coming into this league. The Melford Mustangs are one of those teams. Having Joel Favreau is a huge part. It's a very interesting year for goaltending, I think, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League because a lot of goalies have, like you mentioned, have moved on from the league, and there's only a handful of teams that do actually have a returning netminder. So it'll be really interesting early on, early on in the season for a lot of these teams, who is going to be the starting goaltender and who's going to take the ball and run with it. Now moving to a team that's, Speaking of goaltending, they, they unfortunately lost their goaltender in the offseason due to graduation, and that's the humble Broncos. But uh, still some really good pieces coming back for the Broncos. Oh, yeah, great pieces for the humble Broncos. If Scott Barney and the Broncos ever say they're rebuilding, <laughs> say, I do not believe you. I do not believe you. And they are not rebuilding. They are no, retooling. No, no. They are going to be great. 
they're going to put the pieces together. They've already added some, but one guy that's back, yeah. and this list is a guy returning guys specifically, is Ethan Zilke, and the Broncos are thrilled and very excited for him. Committed to Lindenwood, Division One NCAA, a new program in St. Louis, and he's a guy that you know, started the year maybe off the radar, worked and worked and worked and got himself on, even with a humble team that had a lot of major junior guys had Connor McGrath Ethan and Matthew Perkins on NHL draft watch list guys. So, you know, he kept working and finding his way for opportunities. Still at 36 points, uh, and he's an incredible face-off guy. So he's just going to keep being more of an offensive piece for Humboldt. And, uh, and Scott Barney just loves him because that development arc just keeps going up and up and up. And he's going to have more opportunity yeah. this year too, which is even, it's even more exciting for Ethan. Uh, finally, we go to the reigning, defending, SJHL champions down in Estevan. Obviously, everyone knows last year the Estevan Bruins were, you know, loading up for the Centennial Cup. They played host of the event, automatic ticket in. So as a result, they, they lost a lot of players this year. But there are still a handful of returning players and a lot of good pieces coming back. And one of them is another local player, Jamie. Yeah, I, you know, kind of a local favorite. Yeah. Farm boy, second generation uh, Bruin, second kid of that family, I guess yeah. I should say, to play for the Bruins, of course, his big brother, Jaden Davis, line, uh, you know, plays over it. here at the University yeah. of Virginia. Uh, he played for the Bruins as well. And, you know, Cody, is he the fastest guy in the league? I would put money on him, good money. He can fly to people's legs. If he got fast, can he translate that great speed to be a consistent offensive team? He already does so many good things. You know, 200 feet of the ice, hard-nosed guy. Jason Tatarnik, you know, loves a guy that can skate, and he can really skate. He's a bit snake-bitten in the playoffs. Hard on both sides of the puck, though. And, you know, I think this year... Jason Tatarnik will give him the opportunity that I think he deserves. Well, I was just going to say, too, when you have 11 goals, 21 assists last year, especially with how much offensive talent the yeah. Estevan Bruins had last year, you know, for, for Cody playing a middle six role, he is going to just excel if he gets the opportunity to bump up into yeah. that top six or even playing in the top line role. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that they loaded up for the Centennial Cup, and yep. certainly they, they did lose a ton of important pieces. Uh, but Jason Tatarnik only knows one way, <laughs> and, and that's great news if you're an Estevan Bruins fan. He 100%. only knows how do we win the championship this year. That is the way Jason Tatarnik thinks. And that is the way he's going to be building. He's made a couple more deals recently uh, with Drayton Valley there. And he's going to bring in a couple more major junior guys, I'm sure, too. So, you know, Cody Davis is going to have lots of guys around him. Their decor is already maybe the best in the league, along with Flynn Flon. Big surprise, those are the two teams were in the finals <laughs> last year. Uh, I would, that, that's where I would put my money for those two, the best decors in the league. Um, so Cody Davis is going to, you know, get an opportunity, as you mentioned, to, to put some points up front. And there's going to be a lot of great, you know, rookies coming into the Saskatchewan mm -hmm. Junior Hockey League. But for fans out there, you know, looking at, you know, returning players, I think this is a great list to kind of uh, look at and, you know, keep your eye out for a lot of these players moving forward because a lot of these players are poised to have great years. And it's an exciting time because I think I was looking at the SJHL website last night and I think about 16 of the top 20 scores last year are no longer in the league due to graduation. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity this year for some younger players and people stepping up. Yeah, lots of opportunity. Both guys who are brand new to the league and guys who maybe had a smaller role last year mm -hmm. because they were younger and get to jump in, like an Ethan Zilke, like Holden Dole, who's already lighting it up for Battlefords. Right. You know, he had a hat trick against Lloyd Minster uh, yesterday or two days yesterday. Yep. Uh, you know, the list goes on. So it's going to be exciting. Coaches, as I mentioned earlier, keep giving younger guys more opportunities. Yep. And they're proving them, uh, proving them geniuses so far. So it's great to see. It's very great to see. It's an exciting time. The regular season kicks off on Friday. Of course, this is the first episode of SGHL Weekly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we go to break, got to give a huge shout out to all of our great sponsors mm. here for the SJHL uh, Weekly. Chevrolet, RBC, Viterra, Sastel, Direct West, uh, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, of course, uh, the Regina Exhibition Association. We talked about it uh, at the start of the show. Thank you so much for letting us uh, have the show here at the Cooperator Centre. It doesn't get much better than this for, nope. uh, for a view for the show. So a big shout out and a big thank you to all of our sponsors. But... It's time to take a break. When we come back, we will be joined by the commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Kyle McIntyre, and uh, get his thoughts on his, you know, first six months on the job and what he's looking forward to 
for the 2022-2023 Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League regular season. This is SJHL Weekly on all the SJHL social media platforms. Saskatchewan, you know SaskTel because we're everywhere. Keeping you connected to your family and friends, to your history and culture, to those traditions that make us who we are. SaskTel cares, always has, always will, because we're dedicated to our home. Get red and ready with Case IH and Young's Equipment. From Case IH combines to Macdon headers, Young's carries all the best in new or pre-owned harvest equipment. With field-ready, industry-leading equipment and highly dedicated service staff, we're here when you need us most. Come experience our award-winning service for yourself and visit youngs.ca to find your nearest Young's Equipment location. Saskatchewan, you know SaskTel because we're everywhere. Because being everywhere keeps us connected to you. You are what matters most. With SaskTel sponsorships, we get to be a part of your community. From the dance competitions to the rodeos to helping discover and embrace technology across the province, we're here with you and we're here for you. It's easy to get started. All you need to do is apply. Every year, SaskTel contributes nearly $3 million to approximately 1,000 nonprofits, charities, associations, and events in more than 200 communities across Saskatchewan. So keep dancing, keep laughing, keep discovering, and we'll be there to help, to lend a hand, and join in the fun. SaskTel cares, always has, always will, because we are dedicated to our home. To apply for sponsorship, visit sastel.com slash sponsorships. Boost your efficiency and your bottom line with Young's equipment in Case IH tractors, including the cutting-edge Puma 150 CVX and the Maxim 145 with best-in-class efficiency. Check out the Case IH lineup today at Young's Equipment. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, and we are pleased to be joined by the commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Kyle McIntyre. Kyle, how's it going today? Just uh, excellent. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Well, it's, a, it's an exciting time. The SJHL regular season begins on Friday, but I guess before we get to the regular season, how has it been for you, I guess personally, since uh, taking over as commissioner of this league? Well, you know what? It's uh, been a whirlwind. I've met uh, lots of boards. I've met lots of coaches. I've met lots of people around the league. So it's certainly been excited uh, meeting a number of people. And everywhere I go, I can see that there's a lot of passion for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. First question for me, Kyle, why on earth would you want to be the commissioner <laughs> of a junior hockey league? It seems like a job where you're, you're always taking criticism and it, it's difficult in this day and age. So, you know, what was your thought process for deciding to go for it? Well, thank you for welcoming uh, <laughs> to the league, uh, Nugsy. I'm asking the hard <laughs> questions. Boy, uh, going right for the juggler. <laughs> Uh, you know what, I've had a lot of passion for this league since I was a player and uh, certainly I can see the potential and uh, I'm really interested in making the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League premier again. Uh, I do believe it's Western Canada's best Junior A Hockey League and I certainly want to put the time and effort into making it so and uh, and you know what, uh, not everything you're going to do is going to be popular. I'm, I'm not in it uh, <laughs> to win a popularity contest, I'm in it to advance uh, our league and to profile and market our players and our teams. Now you took over at a time too when you know, it was a pretty busy time for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League playing host of the Centennial Cup in Estevan. Do you think there were some benefits of taking over at that time? Well, certainly there was. Uh, jumped in the pond with both feet and right. uh, certainly having Bill Chow available. Uh, Bill has been absolutely excellent. Uh, been a good mentor when there's a question that I don't know or something I want to find out. I'll fire him an email or a text and he's been readily available. And 
Yeah, it was a very busy time of year. I, I didn't realize how busy it would be. Uh, the Centennial Cup, you're talking about the 10 teams uh, in the last segment. And you know what, honestly, uh, having been there every day and watching every game, you do get hockey fatigue, which uh, right. kind of surprised me, right? Uh, it's a lot of teams. The good thing about it is it's a great opportunity for, for all the leagues to see what it takes to get next, le next level and, and play against some good uh, competition. And so, you know, we went from the Centennial Cup into our AGM. We did some strategic planning and and set some goals in hockey operations and marketing and business operations. Uh, then we had our EGM and then we had our scheduling meeting. So it's been bang, 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 bang. And of course, most of the summer, uh, being new to the position, I was without my director of marketing, who started on uh, August the 2nd. So I got into the sponsorship and marketing and uh, learned that aspect of the league, which was invaluable for me. Right. And then certainly uh, bringing on IKS Media and our media manager, uh, that was another void because I really thought we needed to do a better job on our social channels. Uh, certainly, certainly Nugsy and Rory did a great job with uh, SJHL this week, but certainly there's more to social media than just an online show, right? So, so again, uh, we're all working from the same song sheet. We have a plan, and we're going to do our very best to market this league to the rest of uh, Saskatchewan and the rest of uh, North America. Uh, you mentioned the vision, the grand vision, and one of the hot-button topics that all the hockey fans out there, the parents, players, the great vision, the great conversation that people often have is, what is the vision when it comes to, is this a, a league for 20-year-olds? Is this a league for younger kids? Is this a league for major junior guys? Is this is a college-focused league. What do you say to people who have that kind of a question? Yeah, well, you know what, uh, Jamie? It can't be all things to all people, right? And so uh, my mandate, I've been pretty, uh, pretty open and honest with this. I want to put the Saskatchewan back in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Um, you know, like 38% of our kids are from Saskatchewan. In my view, that's not high enough. Uh, I want to do a better job marketing our league. Uh, we probably had uh, 67 kids uh, go on to some kind of post-secondary opportunity. That's like 24%. That's probably not high enough. And so my thought is that uh, I want to have a better relationship with our 18U AAA league, uh, with our Prairie Junior League, and I want to see more Saskatchewan kids playing in the league. So for me, um, I... Uh, Really, I really don't have a preference whether someone is, is starting out as a 16 or 17-year-old kid that's a high-ender and maybe using that as a stepping stone for the USHL or for the WHL, or whether it's a 19 or 20 who maybe didn't get the opportunities they wanted to get uh, playing in the Western League that's coming back. Uh, the key piece for me is having Saskatchewan kids. And one thing that's going to help with you is that is that new partnership with Saskatoon Minor Hockey. Do you want to just maybe speak about that agreement that between the SJHL and Saskatoon Minor Hockey for the U15? Yeah, the U15A. Um, so we're going to have eight teams that are wearing Saskatchewan Junior uh, jerseys and monikers, and it's really quite exciting. And that was that was really something that Saskatoon Minor Hockey really uh, initiated. Uh, I think they did start the discussion with Bill, and they completed it with me. And and certainly there's going to be a lot of kids who uh, played that 15UA level. Uh, that might be late developers, and these are kids in Saskatoon that maybe weren't aware of the possibilities of, of playing for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and, and now the door is wide open, right? So, so hopefully we're going to get some of those teams together at Showcase and, and have them connect with the older teams, maybe, maybe do a skate, a photo op, maybe a lunch, and so some of these kids can really see that the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League is an option for their future right in the province. And I think just to follow up with that, too, is I know you and I have talked about, too, is development, you know, everybody doesn't have the same path when it comes to development. So to have this partnership with a U15A league is going to be really helpful for some of those kids that might be late bloomers. Yeah, you know, hockey is, uh, the thing about development, it's not a linear path for every kid, right? There's there's peaks and there's value valleys. There's kids that might be late growers. There might be kids that come to the sport late. And usually about that 15 or 16 year, uh, kids are going to specialize in a sport, right? And so again, uh, 15 UA, uh, just because you're playing A and not playing double A AA or triple A doesn't mean that your hockey journey is over. Uh, if kids are committed and uh, want to become good players and they can see the role models that we will have in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, it most certainly is a viable opportunity for them for their future. Yeah, I know. one thing that I know about you, Kyle, in your short time that we've known each other so far is that you love hockey, you love watching hockey, you love being around, you love talking hockey. So what are some of your impressions from the, the preseason about the, the quality and the style of play in this league so far? You know you know what, I uh, I was out in Ochapoes the other night, uh, Ochapoes First Nation, watching uh, Weiwei Sakapo uh, play Estevan. 
And you know what? It might have been one of the best games I've seen since last spring's playoffs wow. between uh, Estevan and Flinflon. Like there was, it was fast. There was hitting. There was checking. There was scoring. There was a penalty shot. There was the odd tilt, and then there was oh, overtime. Like it was an absolutely incredible game. And so, really, what I've seen uh, seen this fall in our exhibition series is that there seems to be a better competitive balance than maybe what we saw in the league last year. Like uh, even some of the teams you talked about in the uh, last segment that had difficulty scoring, like. It seems maybe some of those teams have found some scoring. So it's going to be really exciting to watch how things unfold as we have 12 teams that are potential Cantera Seeds Cups champions uh, right now. So we'll see how that unfolds. Probably by, probably by the first week of December, we'll have a pretty good idea of who's going to be the contenders and who's going to be the pretenders. And I think that's got to be one thing you must love as a commissioner compared to maybe some other junior A-leagues is the parity in the league. Is every community, every team has a chance at the beginning of the year, and really each and every year it seems like there's a different team coming out on top. Well, and you know what? I, I guess there would be some you know, some people that are perennial favorites and people, sure. people that always have competitive teams, right? But right. Uh, there's some teams this year that uh, maybe weren't as competitive last year. Like uh, you look at the Millionaires, for example. Uh, they got quite a lineup. I've seen them play probably three times. Uh, during the preseason and you know they got some exciting players as well uh, I look at Battleford and you know what Battleford probably didn't have the playoff that they wanted to have last year I think they have some things to prove uh, Malford went out early to the Terriers last year I think with a uh, number of 20 year olds they have uh, they're looking to make a run so so it's going to be pretty exciting and hopefully at the end of the day uh, our top eight are truly top eight and hopefully the the teams that would be from nine to twelve aren't too far out of the out of the playoffs right and you talk about marketing the players in this league. Obviously, we market the franchises, but we're, more importantly, we market the players and get them on to wherever they, their goals are. That's what we're doing here in, in a big way. And a big part of that for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League the last number of years has been the SJMJ Showcase. has been played at this rink here. But uh, is, can you give us any news, any update on where things stand in terms of what, what's going to happen this year? Yeah, so uh, there's going to be an SJMJ, well, our own showcase, of course, is from the 24th right, right, to right. the 26th in, in Warman, and that's going to be all solely Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League teams. Then the MJSJ uh, showcase is going to be uh, uh, the end of January, beginning of February. And uh, typically, uh, we haven't decided on the format, but typically there's an older team and a younger team, right? And uh, when you look at Central Scouting or the NCAA or U-Sport or ECAC, they want to see a lot of the younger guys, right? So right. Especially, especially the NHL, uh, they really want to see the 16 and 17-year-old kids in, in both those games. So, so hopefully, uh, you know, we're going to have some young guns in the league that will uh, uh, make some impressions with, with the scouts and with the hockey community. And so typically what happens is that uh, we have every team nominate players uh, for that MJSJ showcase, and then uh, we have the coaches through a coaching poll kind of rank the players and, and decide who's going to be in the final lineup. So, so those details are, are to come, but uh, it looks like it's probably going to be in uh, Winnipeg or Selkirk. I guess my final question for you, Kyle, you took over obviously at a very busy time last year during the Centennial Cup, but now it's your first full year in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League as commissioner. What are your goals for your very first year, and what would you like to accomplish? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're, we're five months in, and uh, certainly uh, we, we did build a strategic plan with, with the Board of Governors, and we're on track for that. So we had some, uh, some goals in terms of uh, marketing the players and marketing the teams, some things we want to do in, in social media, and, and uh, certainly, you know, Jeremy, being our media manager, you're part of that, and you're aware of some of that stuff. Uh, we have some goals in terms of uh, being fiscally solvent uh, as a league and as franchises. And, and certainly the way you do that, you put fans back in the building. And so, you know what, this year we're going to have a full return to play. Right. Uh, we got teams that are super, super competitive. Uh, you know, we have volunteers and, and boards that are very excited. Uh, they've been doing lots of work preparing for the season. And so certainly my goal is to see fans back in the arena and to see all our franchises being uh, fiscally solvent and being competitive on the ice and certainly competitive. Uh, on the books as well so so that would probably be a couple of my major goals and then and then finally marketing kids right so right. so the number of 24% uh, uh, that's a benchmark for me and I certainly want to see us go higher with that and you do that by building relationships with uh, NCAA and with U Sport and with ACAC and so I've been reaching out to uh, various coaches and programs here the last couple months and trying to get them interested in our league and trying to introduce myself to them and, and talk about what we're doing as a league so so I think that you know what we're gonna have a great season I think we got lots of exciting things happen I think that if people tune into our social channels or or to YouTube or our Facebook live uh, they're gonna see that you guys are doing a great job and you guys are passionate about it and 
Um, you know what, there's a lot of passion in Saskatchewan for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And you know, again, uh, I think it's the best league in Canada and I certainly want to do a better job celebrating that and sharing that with people. And, and of course, as you're aware, we're doing a major upgrade uh, with our hockey TV cameras. And so certainly if you watched in the last few years, you'd see some broadcasts that maybe were difficult to make out players or, or maybe some players, some healthy scratches weren't necessarily following the play the, the way they should have been uh, following it. So we're trying to eliminate those variables and uh, certainly teams, our fans are gonna be able to follow their, their home team when they're on the road and, and people from outside of our province, they can catch us on the hockey TV and see what a great product we have here. But first class broadcasters though, right? <laughs> well, in, in some markets, yes. <laughs> You're only joking. <laughs> I was going to say, though, that you have, you have a marketing idea right there for a T-shirt. There's a lot of passion in Saskatchewan. I like it. Oh, boy. There we go. There, there you we go. go. That could be a side That's hustle for you. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Yeah, they, there's a side hustle for us that we can uh, sign on. Well, Kyle, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We know you're a busy man right now uh, with the start of the season. But thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the start of the regular well, season. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Time. Thanks for your passion for the SJHL, and we'll certainly see you in the rinks. All right. That is the commissioner, Kyle McIntyre, after the break. We will get some way too early predictions from our good friend Noogsy over here. This is SJHL Weekly on all of the SJHL social media platforms. Saskatchewan, you know Sastel because we're everywhere. Keeping you connected to your family and friends, to your history and culture to those traditions that make us who we are. Sastel cares, always has, always will, because we're dedicated to our home. Get red and ready with Case IH and Young's equipment. From Case IH combines to Macdon headers, Young's carries all the best in new or pre-owned harvest equipment. With field ready, industry leading equipment and highly dedicated service staff, we're here when you need us most. Come experience our award-winning service for yourself and visit youngs.ca to find your nearest Young's Equipment location. For victims of domestic abuse, fleeing may mean leaving everything behind. There is hope. Sastel provides brand new cell phones so that starting over is possible. Learn more at sastel.com slash fresh start. Boost your efficiency and your bottom line with Young's equipment and Case IH tractors, including the cutting-edge Puma 150 CVX and the Maxim 145 with best-in-class efficiency. Check out the Case IH lineup today at Young's Equipment. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly, a very exciting chat with Commissioner Kyle McIntyre. A lot of good points, and of course, we're going to have Kyle on uh, throughout the SJHL season. A lot to get to, a lot of exciting new partnerships, but uh, we kind of teased it during the last segment, and that is our way <laughs> too early predictions for uh, the 2022 2023 Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League season. I know uh, we were briefly talking about it uh, during... Uh, the beginning or before the show, I should say. And uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, interesting, I guess, arguments for, for certain certain topics. But uh, Noogsy, you ready? You ready for some uh, early predictions? I'm ready to get yelled at. That's what's going to happen. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to get some angry text messages. We are going to clip every single one, and then we're going to put it up on social. No, I'm kidding. But we will <laughs> clip them, and we'll see if you're right at the end of the year. Sure, that sounds, that sounds good. great. All right, first one I got for you. Yep. Who do you think is going to be the top goaltender in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League this season, and why? Well, the easy answer is Joel Favreau of the Melford yeah. Mustangs. A 926 save percentage in the playoffs. The Mustangs got upset. Not his fault, I right. don't think. I think Favreau's got a great team in front of him, too, to, to really help him out. Very talented kid. 
great, great competitor. He is a fiery kid yeah. in net for Melfort, too. So my pick is Joel Favreau. And there, but there's a couple other goalies, yep. too, that could potentially be it. Like Cam Hurdlicka down in Estevan. We saw mm -hmm. how great his numbers were last year for the Estevan Bruins. And in limited action with a very good team in front of him. But he's going to get the starter's role this year. And we'll see if he can kind of run with it. Yeah, Hurdlicka is an option. Uh, the 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 kid that Humboldt picked up from uh, the queue yeah. there, Boileau, is an option. Yeah. Obviously, Humboldt's going to have an incredible decor as well. And anybody who's in net for Flynn Flon, <laughs> maybe me in net for no, Laser Hume, they got there from Nippon, very talented, uh, Harmon Laser Hume, very talented young man as well. Uh, again, they're going to be a very good defensive team, Flynn Flon, very tough to score on. So, again, whoever's in net for Flynn Flon has got a good shot too. And there's going to be a lot of new goaltenders in yep. the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League that, quite frankly, right now, mm -hmm. we don't know too much about. So it could yep. be somebody else. This is why they're just way too early predictions because, yeah. quite frankly, we're just guessing right now. Yeah, comment in, <laughs> tell me I'm an idiot. That's fine with well, me. Well, maybe not that far. Yeah. You're not that bad. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, next one. Who do you think is going to be the top scorer? Now, there's a lot of good options for this question. Yeah, there are there are a lot of good a lot, uh, of, good a lot of good options. And yeah. uh, and here's my proof, Mike Rooney, that I have nothing against the Melville Millionaires. Uh, I absolutely think uh, Noah Wills is going to light the league on fire, and I think he Millionaires need him to light the league on fire. As good as the roster is, mm -hmm. he's going to be the focal point of a lot of what the Melville Millionaires are going to do offensively. So I'm going to go with uh, Noah Wills. And uh, and also make a, 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 a make friends with the commissioner because I think <laughs> Noah is a swift current kid. Uh, so there you go, Noah Wills, Melville Millionaires. And I mean, we both saw him during the preseason mm. uh, for Melville, and he has just been flying so far. And you mentioned it when he was the player to keep an eye out for Melville. He skates so well, yeah. he, nobody can hit him. And yeah. then you mentioned it. The, I love the little tidbit too, the fact that he has a 98 percent <laughs> average. Doesn't in hurt. School. That doesn't – well, and it comes especially with hockey IQ, too. That helps a lot as well. Yeah. Certainly, there are a bunch of good options. You know, any of those kids in Battlefords, you know, Jake Southgate, Steve yeah. Kesslering. Obviously, I mentioned Jaden Mercier. He's going to be lethal. You know, kind of the list goes on. There's going to be a lot of good weapons around the league. There's going to be a lot of goals scored around the league. Uh, so, you know, th there, there's that. But I'm going to stick with Noah Wills. And what I saw in the preseason from Noah does not take, you know, any of that thought away from me. And we mentioned, too, there's going to be a lot of new mm. names up at the top of the leading scorers this year in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey yeah. League because 16 of the 20 leading scorers from last year in the top 20 are now graduated, and there's only four returnees. So it should be really interesting. Yeah when it comes to the points race. Now, let's get into the team talk. Let's look at these divisions. And these divisions are, I mean, we were talking about it with the commissioner. The parity in this league is yeah. unbelievable. But when you look at these divisions, let's start with the Sherwood division. Who do you think has the edge uh, coming out on top in the Sherwood? Yeah, it, boy, is it ever a war up there every year, eh? Yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. 100%. They just kill each other <laughs> up there. And... Uh, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a dog fight, yeah. a dog fight, especially since uh, Nippon and Larange, I think, are are heading back on track. Yeah, so uh, those, ah, it's gonna be crazy tough. I went back and forth. Is it Melford? Is it Flynn Flon? Is it Melford? Is it Flynn Flon? Is it Melford? Is it Flynn Flon? Uh, I'm gonna stick with Melford. Okay. Here, I think they're they're just that deep. Benny Tkachuk. Uh, is he the best all-around player in the league? I would argue he is uh, up front there from Elfert, so I'm going to go with the Mustangs. Okay, well, to play devil's advocate, then I'll take Flynn Flon. How's okay. that sound? And then we'll find out at Can the end of the year. get an angry text from Mike Reagan. <laughs> there we go. He's probably already texted you. You better check your phone quickly. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, all right, let's move to the Global Ag Risk Division. Mm. Um, you know, it's an interesting division, too. We talked about, we've already mentioned kind of battle for bringing back a lot of returning players, but who do you think is finishing out on top on that one? Well, man, I'd go back and forth. Yeah. Just driving here, Battleford, is it humble? Is yeah. It Battleford, is it humble? I, so the thing is, you, you take the team with the, with the elite defense, like Humboldt, right. or you take the team with the elite offense right now right. in Battleford's. Right. And, and for a while there, I was thinking Battleford's because they have all these guns. But in the end, I'm going to go back to Humboldt, uh, and Rory's going to love it. The Dalen Weagle is going to light <laughs> this league up on fire like in the back end. They got Karsten Cater, who may be an NHL draft prospect too pretty soon yep. on the back end there. You know, the, the list goes on. Ethan Zilke up front, they're going to keep adding. So I'm going to go just slightly, slightly, maybe one point humble, <laughs> maybe like a tiebreaker over oh, Battleford. So okay. there you go. All right. Well, then I'll take Battleford. How's yeah, that sound? Okay. That, that works. I, I really, 
honestly, doing my prep for the show, I, I really like Battleford's returning yeah. group. They have some really key weapons oh, coming back. Them. And, um, I mean, Braden Klamoskos won Coach of the Year two years in a row. So I can't I can't really argue yeah. against yeah, that. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> between the goaltending. Lowen Kenyon, is he the yeah. answer in Battleford's? Sure. Is this Buelo, new new gentleman in Humboldt, is he the answer? And that, 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 that's what it'll come down to, I think. And, and then, again, obviously, yeah. you know, the other teams in the Division too. it looks yeah. like they've improved Oh too. yeah. Well, Kindersley has all that con continuity on the back yeah. end, and Notre Dame, you know, is Jared Sitch the almost the best all-around defenseman in the league? There's certainly an argument there. He's the only Division One committed defenseman in the league. He's yeah. been immense in the preseason for Notre Dame. Sam Croon's got a lot to prove. This Luke Helgeson kid they brought in from Alaska has been immense as well. So very, very interesting uh, division again. Yeah, every division <laughs> in this league is just nuts. So. Who knows? <laughs> I, it's it's extremely <laughs> difficult. It's and that's why these are yep. way too early predictions yep. because uh, it's going to be very tough. Mm -hmm. um, I think all these divisions are going to be very tight and they're going to come down kind of probably to the last couple of weeks of the season when it comes to determining a champion. Uh, finally, the Viterra division. Obviously, Esteban kind of ran with, away with it last year, which is a little bit to be expected with them uh, loading up for the Centennial Cup. But now they don't have too many players coming back, but a lot of new faces coming in. But there's some continuity with some other teams. So who do you think yeah. comes out on top? Well, I think the one thing, the first thing I'll say about the Viterra is that the rivalries in oh. the Viterra are the, probably the most unfriendly rivalries. I'd agree with there's that. There's yeah. mean, mean-heartedness between mean. the fine bases in this division, mm -hmm. and I'm here for it. Yep. I'm here for the spice and the fire. I love it. Um, so Esteban and Wayward and keep hating each other. Um, there you go. Oh man, oh man. Yeah, again. Uh, so again, back and forth in my head here. A uh, lot, 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 lot to like in Melville. But Jason Tatarnik again, a decor that is not going to be super pretty right. in Estevan, but no. but they're going to be mean and big and play the right way. And Camerlick is going to stop a lot of pucks, and they're going to find weapons and, and goals over the course of the year. Hard to bet against Jason Tatarnik and the Estevan Bruins, so I'm going back to Estevan for you there. I think it's just it's always tough to bet against the team that won it the previous yep. year too. Defending champs, the defending champs, right? But you know. I'll, for argument's sake, and to pick a different team, yep. I will say Melville because of that returning group. Yep. You have Noah Wills, like you mentioned. He might be one of the top scorers in the league. According to you, he's going to be number one. So that's, uh, I mean, that's a great way to, you know, yeah. be up there when it comes to uh, the team. So I'll say Melville, but it's, <laughs> like we mentioned, every team in the, or every team in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League this year really has a chance to win because the parity in this league is unbelievable and it's i mean we've talked to numerous broadcasters and it's it's a tough thing right now to predict yeah absolutely and the the health of zach kane is so big for melville too what a great kid great leader he's their captain so I, again i think melville is going to be right back in the thick of things where they that great fan base deserves it to be sure. uh so yeah, again i went back and forth between estevan and melville you know yorkton is going to be mm -hmm. so tough matt hare is so good at yep. coaching the kind of underdog, the scrappy, difficult team to beat, you know, and obviously Cody Mapes has done a tremendous job rebuilding there in Weber. Oh, yeah. You know, Ty Mason, who I just love. Miquan Tallman came in and it was fantastic for Weyburn up front too. Lots to like in Weyburn. There's lots to like everywhere in this league, uh, Jeremy. Yeah. You know, LaRange has some pieces that I love too. The Walker, Texas Ranger, Walker, Jerome <laughs> out there. I adore him too. So there, there's so much to like on every team in this league, and it's going to give us so much to talk about. That's what I love about this league, because there's a lot of yep. positives from every organization yep. in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, obviously, especially at the beginning of the season. Everybody's excited about their group coming into the year, and then once the puck drops on Friday, that's when we start to kind of see things come into fruition. Do you want to pick, I know you just picked your division winners. Do you want to pick a team that's going to finish in first in the conference or in the in the standings? You mean like regular or season? In the regular season, right at the top. Do you want to pick who's going to finish at the top or do you want to just leave it at that? I can I can pick it. Sure. I, I, feel I feel fine. And, uh, you know, just start celebrating at the Northern Lights Palace <laughs> up in Melfort. Maddie Barrett, get yourself uh, a, a nice beverage. The Melfort Mustangs are going to be tough. Tough to beat in all three zones. Uh, and, uh, again, with Joel Favreau settled in net there, I think the Mustangs are the deepest team in this league right now. <laughs> Lots can change, but right now I think they are. So I'm going to just, just throw out the Melfort Mustangs. Perfect. We'll clip that, and we'll uh, we'll see where that is at the, the end of the season. Um, opening weekend this Friday. Uh, yeah. Beginning this Friday, five games on Friday. 
five games on Saturday and, of course, the one on Sunday. What are you most excited to for opening weekend? Oh, does it, does it get, you know what, this is going to get me in trouble. That's is fine. It? That's is fine. It? Is there a more fun place than the Whitney Forum in Flin Flon <laughs> when it's bouncing? I know my pal Jacob, the marketing guy of the league over there, sitting there is a huge fan of the Whitney Forum uh, up there. Melfort at Flin Flon mm -hmm. to start the year. Yep. It's going to be epic. Flynn Flon with an epic Cinderella run to the to the finals. Yeah. They don't think they were Cinderella's. I don't think they were Cinderella's. But nope. some people say the number five team in the league making the sure. finals is Cinderella. Sure. But uh, the Flynn Flon Bombers coming off of all that energy from the Centennial, or from the Centennial, how well they did there, and uh, India, the SJHL, and, uh, you know, that's going to be epic. And then the Yorkton Terriers, you know, they take on the Estevan Bruins straight off the hop. And if there was one team that was the Estevan Bruins, Bugaboo, Kryptonite, Last year, just a little bit, it was Matt Harris, Yorkton Terriers yeah. gave them a headache until the playoffs. But during the regular season in the Viterra, that was, you know, a tough thing. And then you throw Kindersley Battlefords in the same rink together. It's always messy. It's, so. it's always messy. <laughs> so those are my three, really. I was going to say Yorkton and Estevan will, yeah. will be a fun one because you mentioned, mm -hmm. like, obviously they don't. No. Really, you mentioned that whole Viterra division. <laughs> they it don't like each other. <laughs> it, it's not just uh, Melville Yorkton. No. Nope. It's not just Estevan Weyburn. The whole division just does not like each nope. other. And that's what you have to like about that division. But I would say uh, Yorkton and Estevan because it's going to be a, a special night in Estevan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, you get to hang up a banner. That's very exciting. And then on the flip side on Saturday, the second matchup at the home and home, it's uh, the home opener for the Terriers and celebrating their 50th anniversary. So it's going to yeah. be a special night in both those rings. Yeah, and uh, obviously Pistol Pete, Sarah Gella, and his uh, crew are going to be there serving up delicious eats at the uh, oh, Affinity Place. Do too. not get me started. And the Tower Pizza, oh, so good. We could do a whole oh. hour show talking about the Tower Pizza. Oh, I had a lot of it in the uh, finals of the Centennial Cup. Let me tell you, again, I might get in trouble. I think it's the best pizza in Saskatchewan. Don't get me. Don't, 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 don't at me. I'll or you can at me. <laughs> at me if you want. Uh, Tower Pizza, P Pistol Pizza Regala, amazing guy. Estevan, you're right, it's going to be a special place. Uh, I was going to pump it up even more, but uh, we'll yeah, leave it at that. that yeah. We'll leave it at that uh, for now. But, I mean, you look at the matchups across the league yeah. for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, uh, you're going to be busy on mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday between uh, Humboldt and Notre Dame. But that Kindersley Battleford one's uh, also a fun one because you mentioned, like, these those two teams really don't like each other. No, yeah, and it doesn't matter where Battleford is or Kindersley is in the schedule and the standings. Nope. You know, uh, they they get at it. It's a, it's a one-goal game. It's feisty. There's a, there's a brawl. And, and Ken Plaquen, you know, it, the hardest thing, I think, for a general manager at the junior A level is quality continuity. Yeah. And, you know, they have Braden Cook back. They have Liam Bell back. They have Josh Morton back. You know, they have Brett Sweet back in net. They've got a bunch of options there in Kindersley. They're going to be a tough team to score on. Can they find some goals? You know, you heard Kyle McIntyre talk about how teams are looking right. to find some goals. Kindersley needs to find some goals. They're going to keep the puck out. And yeah. Josh Morton being the, the sheriff back there is going to play big minutes and do really well. So, you know, that's going to be not a walkover. Obviously, Humboldt, Notre Dame, they don't no longer play each other 10 times a year, <laughs> thank goodness. But that being said, it's always a special atmosphere at the Elgar Peterson Arena yeah. on a Saturday night. Notre Dame Hounds, you know, in town, obviously lots to prove. Have not won too many games at the Elgar Peterson in the last five or six years. I've only broadcasted one Notre Dame Hounds wow. win at the Elgar Peterson Arena in my entire SJHL career, spanning back to 2017-18 this year. So the Hounds are hoping to break that uh, that snafu, and Scott Barney and the Broncos have no interest in that happening. So it should be very interesting. Final question for you, Jamie, before yep. we uh, wrap things up for episode one of SJHL Weekly. What are you most looking forward to this mm. year in the SJHL? I, I, I just love those rivalry nights. Yeah, I love the, the Estevan Weyburn when the fans are not happy with each other. And I love going to Flin Flon and the place is going ballistic. And Austin Cardell is still smiling at you, but the place is going ballistic. Right. And, you know, the, the, the fine folks up in Kindersley and Battleford yelling at each other. I just love the spice and the juice and, and the passion that this mm -hmm. league has, this province has, yeah. and the people in Flin Flon have for this league to feel that energy again like we felt in the finals. It was so special, Jeremy, and I'm so excited, and I know you are, mm -hmm. I know Jacob is, and everybody here at IKS Media is just so excited to share that with all of you at home. And we are very happy to be back in the rink and back doing this show. 
and yep. we are excited for the regular season. A big shout out once again uh, to the Regina Exhibition Association and, and our friends here at the Cooperators for letting us do the show uh, from here. And of course, we have to shout out all of our sponsors, Chevrolet, RBC, Sastel, Viterra, Direct West, Saskatchewan Constructions Safety Association and Tourism Saskatchewan for uh, sponsoring our show and helping us uh, put on this great product uh, for you, the fan at home. And we are excited to be doing this every Monday. And the other exciting thing is we have another show also happening and starting on Thursday, that being SJHL Insider. So you'll get lots of hockey talk from the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League moving forward. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a hockey fan here in Saskatchewan. Yeah, exciting. Comment in, be part of the show with us. I know uh, Jacob Legey's family, uh, Notre Dame Hounds forward there in Michigan, uh, tuned in on YouTube. I know a lot of people out there uh, messaging in as well. So we see your comments, ask questions, we'll interact with them. We want to hear from you and be part of the show just as much as Rory, Jeremy and I. And once we get into our studios and our permanent yeah. home, your comments and everything will be on our beautiful uh, screen so we can actually uh, you know, see them pop up, which will be very exciting. But thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to like uh, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I'm probably missing five other yeah. social medias because there's so many these days, but be sure to follow us everywhere you can for the latest and the greatest in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, for Jamie, my name's Jeremy Corgan. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week on SJHL Weekly.